welcome to the Door of Life Church podcast. Our mission is to share the love of Jesus with the world and believers, to teach them how to walk in victory, and to help them find and fulfill God's plan for their life. If you have any comments about today's podcast, please contact us through our website at dooroflife.org. Door of Life Church, where faith meets real life. Praise God. Well, this morning we're going to go ahead and take a look at a passage of Scripture here in Ephesians chapter 6. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he's just giving an admonition about this warfare, this battle they're fighting spiritually. He said, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's quite a statement there. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Tremendous promise in the Word of God. A couple other translations. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith. Lift, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. That's amplified. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And finally, the passion says, in every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. And that's really quite a promise. It's quite a weapon of our warfare that we have, this thing called the shield of faith. And really this morning, that's, that's what we're going to look at. It's simply calling, calling this message, raising the shield of faith, Okay. We kind of see the allegory, we see the promise in the allegory, but I just really want to take a look at this morning where faith meets real life. What does it look like when you're dealing with stuff to raise the shield of faith? Because I know this, if I can raise the shield of faith, that shield of faith is going to quench all the fiery darts of the devil, of the wicked one. And... Um, so let's go ahead and just delve right in this morning. When we're talking about raising the shield of faith, we're talking about a certain kind of decision that we have to make to do this, okay? And the first decision as it relates to raising the shield of faith we want to look at is what I'm calling a grace decision. It's a grace decision. We're familiar with these grace decisions already. For by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. Our salvation is a gift from beginning to end. We didn't earn it even a little bit. Titus uh, puts it this way, when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So we see clearly the assurance that we have of our salvation today is not based in anything that we've done. The assurance of our salvation today is purely based on the love of God. 
It's based on the grace of God. It's based on his gift toward us. That's where our assurance comes from. It is grace from beginning to end. That is really the message of the gospel. It's the good news that even though all have sinned, there is a way out. We can't make that way out ourselves, but there is a way out through God. And anybody who has received Christ, you've come to that conclusion. You've come to the conclusion that there's nothing I can do to fix my sin problem. There's nothing I can do to make me righteous in the presence of a holy God. That's bigger than me. Can't do it. There's, it, there's just nothing about me that can do that. I need help. I need grace. I have to surrender to the grace of God to receive salvation and get born again and become a child of God. Yes, I have faith involved, but that isn't the, it's the grace that I've been saved by. It was what he did for me, what Jesus did for me at the cross that I couldn't do for myself. That's why I'm saved. Pure and simple. It's bigger than me, right? Well, when you lift the shield of faith, you're going to have to come to that same conclusion. Here's what we're dealing with. Let's take a look at these darts we're dealing with, all right? Take a look at some scriptural examples of the darts that are coming at us. There's this outward attack Peter warns us about. He says, stay alert, watch out, your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, all right? We're warned in scripture. There is an enemy, there is a devil, there is a demonic realm, there are powers and principalities. It's very real. And there are roaring suggestions that can come against your mind, trying to devour you, trying to get you in fear, trying to get you to act, trying to get you to do things. Loud, roaring suggestions. It's obviously not an outward roar in terms of a natural sound you hear with your ears, but it is a roar that registers in your mind, paralyzing fear. There are demonic roars. These are things that are coming at you. This is a type of fiery dart that comes at you. There's also an inward attack. Romans 7, this is the Apostle Paul. He said, I see another law in my members. He's talking about his own physical being. I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. All right? We have a mortal body. It is a fallen body. It fell because we fell in the garden, and it got corrupted through sin. And so there is something fighting us. There's this law of sin and death in our members that wars against the law of our mind. So even apart from the enemy trying to attack you from the outside, you got your own body fighting you. On the inside, you got your own selfishness. There's, there's sinful desires. And we can look at the bullet point in Galatians 5, adultery, fornication, um, outbursts of wrath, hatred, contentions. There's a whole laundry list of that stuff, all right? And so you got that law of sin and death that's also, you'll see, warring against the law of your mind. So you got the outward attack, you got the inward attack, and then you got the multi-pronged attack that James talks about. If you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie, against, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom doesn't descend from above. You're not getting a revelation from God here. It is earthly. It is sensual. It's devilish. For where envy and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. So here we see Satan will have a one-two punch. 
You know, you're stirred up and you yield to your flesh, he'll come at you from the outside and roar against what you're stirred up. So there is a, what is it? Is it, is, it, is it flesh? Is it the devil? Yes, earthly and sensual and devilish. So there's something that we got to realize is we're fighting this good fight of faith here. There's a conclusion we've got to come to, the same conclusion when we got saved. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I need help. I need grace. I need something bigger than me to be able to fight this battle. Because when I try, this is, we get an, an admonition here, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When I try to fight this battle, when my understanding becomes my shield, when it's the fiery darts versus my understanding, your understanding is a poor shield. And this is where you're going to come to a grace conclusion. I'm not that smart. It's humbling, isn't it? It's a humbling thing to realize I can't go toe-to-toe with the devil with my understanding. In the same way, I desperately needed the Lord Jesus Christ to save me from my sin. I got to come to that same conclusion. I can't save myself from my sin, and I can't save myself from the fiery darts. There's grace here. These weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, and they don't operate carnally either. There's no toughness. These non-carnal weapons, they operate with humility and faith. Yes, they're weapons that we associate with in, in a lot of natural way, but they operate in the principles of the Word of God. They're powerful, but you've got to operate them according to the instructions. There's a conclusion that I've got to come to in my life and I kind of shared this even last week a little bit as we were talking about preparation. You know, the Lord just spoke that to my heart. It's like, I got these thoughts and I can't seem to turn off these thoughts. I just, it just can't seem to stop them. And the Lord just said, Ed, you, your, your shield of faith may be down. Consider that. I'm thinking, I'm understanding. You can, you can switch from a shield of faith to a shield of understanding very subtly without even realizing you're doing it. And so you got to come back to this, this matter again that, wow, I can't do this. I can't all think, no matter how smart you are, no matter how problem-solving you are, no matter how clever you might think you are, there's a leaning on that understanding that you become aware of by the Spirit of God. It's like, well, I'm leaning to my understanding here. There is a leaning. I'm trying to be tough. I'm trying to do something in my strength. I need grace. I need help. I need something bigger than my understanding here. And that's what God offers us. In Philippians 4, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Here's where you can engage your understanding. Father, here you see it. Show me what to do. I commit it to you. I cast this care on you. I'm, I'm praying in my understanding. And he said, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You can see that peace like a shield guarding your heart and mind. Your understanding can't quench the fiery darts of the devil. The shield of faith can quench the fiery darts of the devil. It's not your understanding. The shield of faith will quench the fiery darts. There's a peace that passes my understanding. What are we talking about? We're talking about coming to that grace conclusion. I can't do this. So many times, have you had that in your life where you just come to the end of yourself and say, God, I can't do this. And you can just sense the Spirit of God saying, I've been waiting for you to say that for so long. Now I can help. Now I can get in here. This is one of the things, when we talk about raising the shield of faith, you've got to humble your intelligence. You've got to humble your, you've got to humble all your Bible knowledge, all the scriptures that you know. Humble yourself and say, I need, I need, I need something that passes my understanding here. I need the shield of faith. Now, there will be a word orientation to it. There'll be a word base to it, but there will be a leaning that stops and a trust, a surrender that happens again. I had to surrender to receive forgiveness and mercy. I got to surrender to the grace of God and realize this is going to work by his power, by his strength, by his might. And so it's humbling. What did Jesus say? You can't come into the kingdom unless you humble yourself as a little child. Well, guess what? You're going to be humbling yourself as a little child to raise that shield of faith. Because this demonic wisdom, it's compelling. Why is demonic wisdom so compelling? Because there's understanding there. The dots connect. And there's aha moments. And the scripture says, if there's bitterness and self-seeking and envy and strife, that's not an aha moment for me. That's not my understanding. That's not right. And when it seems like those fiery darts, they're fiery darts. They're full of strife and confusion. and They're fiery. They're roaring. They're warring. What are we talking about? We're talking about, it seems like these darts are hitting me and I can't seem to stop the darts. Before you ever raise the shield of faith, there's a conclusion, God, I need help. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to humble myself under your mighty hand. I need your help, God. And I'm just telling you this as a believer. I've walked with the Lord, and I know what it's like to oh, kind of grunt through it. And, and it's like, because here's the problem. It's like, if I just have enough faith, i got to have enough faith. i got to have enough faith. I just don't have enough faith to stop these thoughts. I just don't have enough faith to stop these thoughts. It's the shield of faith that stops those thoughts. All your faith is going to do is to raise the shield of faith. You understand? It's the, it's the armor of God. They are mighty through God. It's his weaponry. There is something of substance. There's a real shield of faith that I'm raising by faith that is bigger than my understanding. But the, before I can even raise that thing, I got to realize I need him. I got to humble my understanding. God, I need help. In the same way, I could not do a thing about my sin. That had to be taken care of on the cross. I need your help again. I need your help again. There's a humbling. 
God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. It's hard to resist the devil when you're resisting the grace of God. There has to be a grace conclusion here. I need you, God. I need your help. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much you know. I don't care what family you come from. I don't care about your spiritual pedigree. You need help in this battle, no matter who you are. I need God's help. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. What am I? I'm humbling myself. under. His, I can't lean to my own understanding. I need something bigger. I need your help. I'm talking about raising the shield of faith. Before you can raise it, there's going to be a grace decision. I need your help, Lord. I need you. I'm humbling myself. Help me, Lord. From there, there is a faith decision. I'm humbling myself under your mighty hand. I need your help. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. James says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. What are the, These are both talking about incoming, fiery darts. Peter says, resist them. James says, count it all joy, but there's something going on. It's the testing of your faith. When those darts are coming at you, they are testing your faith. This is not a trial. It's not a trial of even your feelings. It's not a testing of your feelings. It's a testing of your faith. The enemy doesn't really care how you feel in the sense that your feelings have no authority in the spirit realm. Your faith does. You know, you can feel horrible and still not let go of your faith. Jesus in Gethsemane, he said, my soul is exceedingly heavy unto death. I mean, if you, asked, if you, did, you did the man on the street interview with Jesus, said, Jesus, how do you feel right now in Gethsemane? He'd say, like death. He felt horrible, but he prayed. And even though he felt bad, he was winning the whole time. Why? Because even though I feel like death, not my will be done, but your will be done. No matter how bad the enemy could try to make him feel, he couldn't steal his faith. He kept his faith. There was a faith decision. I realized that what I'm going through it's not so much that person in this relationship, in this issue, and flesh and blooding it all, like the enemy does. God brings it back to powers and principalities. When you're, you're being attacked in your mind about things, you're realizing, what do I believe about the Word of God? What does the Word of God say? The Word of God says, it is, you know, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is written, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. When the enemy is coming at you to get you and stir you up with bitterness, he's coming at your faith in the word. That's what he's coming for. He wants you to let go and justify things. And that's what understanding and demonic attack does. You'll get spiritualized bitterness, spiritualized worry, spiritualized all this kind of stuff, workaround stuff. 
But when you're holding on to your faith, he's coming after the word. He's coming after what I believe about God and the word. He's coming after it is written. That's what his agenda is. Because if he can come after it is written, then I'm lowering my shield. I'm vulnerable. I need it is written. I need the word of God. So there's some decisions that we come to. So when I'm looking at, and I'm just kind of taking a look at some things in, in fresh perspective here, but when you look at some of these promises of God, this is the one that we got saved by. Where sin abounded, God's grace much more abounded. We believed that and got saved. Here's some other things. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, I got saved because I believed something about God's grace as it related to my sin. I believed, yeah, I've done a bunch of junk, but I know and believe that God's grace has much more abounded. I choose to believe that. There's many things I don't understand, but I choose to believe that God's grace has outabounded my sin. And I receive that forgiveness and that cleansing. And I come into the family of God. I'm saved by grace through faith. I chose to believe something. That was good news. Well, there's more to that good news that we find out as we get into the Word of God. Not only has His grace abounded over our sin, but He that is in us is greater than this big, bad dude in the world. He's greater. And the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus really has made me free from the law of sin and death, the weights and the sins that so easily beset me. The law of the Spirit of life is greater than the law of sin and death. Now listen, this is something you just got to catch in your spirit. There's a faith-based decision. You're saved by grace through faith. You by faith believe that God's grace was sufficient for all your sin. And you got saved. There's another decision in the same word that you're coming to. It's an intimidating thing when those fiery darts are coming and their weights and the sins that easily beset you. But you decide in the same way I believe that the grace of God is greater than my sin. I believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is more powerful than this law of sin and death. I believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is more powerful than everything and anything that's coming against me. In other words, I'm just making a decision. I can't understand it. I can't explain it. I just accept it by faith because the word of God has said it. It's true. I believe that about the grace of God and I believe that about the law of the spirit of life. These are, it's a faith decision to raise that shield because if you're going by history, if you're going by your past, if you're going by, you're going to say, wow, I just can't, I have failed. No, I'm believing something. I believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free. I'm lifting that shield up in faith in Jesus' name. I believe the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is greater than the law of sin and death that's warring against the law of my mind right now. I believe it. I accept it. It's a, it's a faith decision. All of us will make, many of us anyway, I'll say that. I don't know. I'm not a big car guy. But most of us are going to go out in our car. We're going to turn a key or press a button or do something without being able to explain the ignition system, the combustion system, all the inner workings of that car. And we're going to successfully navigate all the way home. And all we knew how to do is push a button or turn. But there's so much going on behind the scenes that we didn't understand. We don't have to know. We have to do our part. 
God does a lot of things. When, when, when the shield of faith is extinguishing the fiery darts of the devil, I don't have to understand it all. I'm just doing my part. That's called the fear of the Lord. God, you told me to say this. You told me to do this. Okay, that's it. You know, we've kind of got a um, kind of a disrespectful saying in our culture these days. It'll say, you know, talk to the hand, right? Well, when you raise the shield of faith, those fiery darts have to talk to the shield. This is, they're not engaging my understanding. I'm trusting God. I'm lifting up the shield of faith, and I'm saying the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. And what does that look like? Man, you're declaring, you're saying, that's where I'm at. Lord, that's where my trust is. I'm trusting your power is greater. And I mean, this is like I said, you got to catch it, to, to go there in your mind, to go there with your weights, your sins that easily beset you and allow your mind to go there that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is greater than that. Those fears, anger, hatred, bitterness, all the works of the flesh, those different things. The law of the spirit of life is greater than those things. That's when I can raise the shield of faith. I got to believe that about the law of the spirit of life before I'm going to raise that shield of faith. There's some things I got to believe like I believe in salvation. I got to believe them in the same way as it relates to those promises of God. Paul writing to the Galatians, he said it this way, you foolish Galatians, who's cast an evil spell on you. For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Do you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? In other words, you're saved by grace through faith, you're going to grow up by grace through faith. Everything is going, to, is going to work in your life by the grace of God through the faith in the Word of God. That's going to be His flow because the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts. He's talking about, this is fiery dart stuff. Strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. God is talking about the weapons of your warfare that are powerful through God. In other words, we got to realize these are his weapons. They are real weapons. And they work by the power of his spirit. They work through faith. They work through grace. And they're going to work finally, I'm just putting it this way, with a free will decision. Okay, again, how did we get saved? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. In other words, you've kind of got that altar call to decide. Now, when you're talking about fiery darts of the enemy and the wicked one, a lot of times what it is is there's some things, like I said, it'll kind of repeat. It seems like this thing over and over, this area. It's almost like there is kind of an altar call decision where, and again, this is where if it, you're perceiving that your shield is down and you can't seem to stop the thoughts. There has to be a stake in the ground. Like I made a decision to receive Jesus. I'm making a decision to raise the shield of faith in this area, in this uh, aspect of this fiery dart. You know, whatever the fiery dart is, those fiery darts take on a lot of different forms. The flesh, the world, the devil have a lot of different expressions of that. But it's like, there's a decision that I'm going to make. We're talking about raising the shield of faith. 
yeah, I, I got to surrender by grace and realize I, gotta, there's, I need help the same way I needed help to get saved. I needed help against these fiery darts. It's a decision of faith. It's, it's a decision that he's coming for my faith. This isn't about my feelings. It's about what I believe about God. Because whatever that fiery dart is, whatever that fiery dart that's, that's getting through, it's challenging an area in the Word of God. In other words, I know the Bible says this, but you can't deny this. Look at this. See it. You can't stop this. It's challenging the Word. I know the Word says forgive, but... And there's going to be something that's going to say, okay, I'm going back to the Word. It's, it's a trial of my faith. It's coming for my faith. It's trying to get me to drop my shield. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make that decision of faith. God is greater. The law of the Spirit of life is greater. But then there's going to come that time where I'm making that decision. I made that decision to receive grace. I make that decision to say, Lord, here I am. I need your help. I'm raising this shield of faith by faith. I believe the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is greater than the law of sin and death. And Lord, I am trusting in you with all my heart, soul, mind, strength. And this is where you can begin to just pray out, Lord, show me some things. Show me some things that can feed my faith in that area where you can begin to look um, hunger, thirst after the Word of God can be some resources that can build your faith in that very specific area. Like we said about forgiveness, you could find something and feed your faith on forgiveness and build your, yourself up because it's a trial of your faith. What are you doing? You're getting that sword back up in place. The Scripture puts it this way, Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh, to fulfill its lust. Now, this scripture is profound to me because I can see in my own life that this really is the difference between, you know, let us cast off the works of darkness, let us put on the armor of light. If you flip that, let us cast off the armor of light and let's put on the works of darkness. We've all done both, truth be told, right? One will raise the shield and one will lower the shield. And that's where you really you find out, too, the agenda of the enemy, even when it comes to, say, works of darkness. It's really to get you to lower your shield. He's going after that vulnerability. And so this is New Testament. This is the Apostle Paul, New Testament, blasting it. He said, man, look, let's cast off the works of darkness. Let's put on the armor of light. Walk properly as in the day. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. We can see that connection with the armor. But there's a decision. And this is what I want you to understand too. There's a decision. And even though the enemy might have a strong pull and there's temptation and different things like that, you never lose your ability to decide. You never do. You can always choose. Even when you feel like your soul is heavy unto death, you can still choose, thy will be done, not my will be done. came like one of us, showed us that it can be done. This isn't based on how I feel. It's based on it is written. And I'm going with that. And let the Lord encourage you in that. You know, after Jesus went through that, the Bible says angels came and ministered to him. There are going to be some inflection points you go through. Let the Lord encourage you. Be encouraged. The Spirit of God wants to encourage you through those hard points, through those hard spots. He wants to encourage your spirit. But there's going to be those inflection points where you've got a right. To, you, you never lose, no matter how bad you feel, you never lose your right to decide. These are some of the coolest points. Let's just talk shop here. 
You know what breakthroughs really are? They're right there. That's when breakthrough really happens. You feel a certain way, so you act out a certain way. If you feel a certain way, and all of a sudden, at some point, you're feeling a certain way, you're not going to do that anymore. Well, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do what God wants. Whoa, I don't have to be led by my feelings. I can just choose what God wants. I can cast off the works of darkness. I can put on the armor of light. No matter how bad I feel, no matter how many times, I can do it. I don't lose my free will. I've got the free will right to choose. I'm raising the shield of faith. I'm choosing to raise the shield of faith. You know, as a programmer guy, and some of you guys I know are programmer, engineer type guys, but a lot of times we have to deal with flow charts. You got these little process blocks and process blocks, and something happens and something happens. And then if you're writing code, there is a decision thing, and it's like a diamond-shaped thing. You got a choice. If you do this, it's going to put you in this direction. If you do that, it's going to put you in that direction. We've got that diamond choice in our hearts. God's put it there. It's called our free will. We can choose. No matter how bad you feel, you never lose your right to choose. Again, breakthrough happens there. Breakthrough happens when you did, when you're emotionally pressed into do that wrong, and you just, no. I'm going to rebel against my own self-pity, victim, complex selfishness, and I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm going to pray and love and bless and do good. There's a breakthrough that happens in that. What are you doing? You're raising the shield of faith. I'm going to close with this scripture. This is um, a David when he was crying out. I just entitled, it's not what they say, it's what you say. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me. All right? There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I laid down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who've set themselves against me all around. Oh, this is so wonderful. This is what I love. This is where you're kind of breaking... You're almost rebelling, you're rebelling against your own tendencies. Oh, when they say this, and I wonder if they say this, and I gotta fix what they say so they think right. And it's not about what they say when you're when you're dealing with the things of God. And you're you're making a decision. I'm gonna cry out to the Lord. I'm gonna make my decision. Regardless of what they say, Lord, this is what I say. This is what I'm saying to you. Lord, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna bless, I'm gonna do good. People are persecuting me. But Father, I'm keeping my heart right toward you. It is so wonderful to know that I don't have to have everything perfectly lined up and people and everybody getting me to think right about me. I don't. I can cry to the Lord and he's a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. There's just too many things to think about. There's too many things to worry about. There's too many things to consider. I like to use the illustration all the time of of our windshield. You know, I kind of had that dawn on me. I I was like driving to Oklahoma on one of those big trips and seeing a windshield just full of bug guts. And, um, and the Lord just prompted me how I didn't have to consider any one of those bugs, any one of those flights, any one of those um, hypotheticals. There's something about a shield that just takes care of all the hypotheticals. My confidence isn't in my understanding to outthink all the head, all the hypotheticals, everything that could go wrong. I'm going to put the shield up and I'm going to put my trust in him. And if I need to know anything, Lord, you show me what I need to know. I'm listening on the inside. The wisdom that's from above is going to be pure and peaceable and gentle 
full of mercy and good fruits, easy to be entreated, sown in peace of them that make peace. That's my alert system, not my understanding hypothetical, you know, head game, mind games. You know, we don't, playing mind games with demonic wisdom, that's just always losing battle. That's what will pull us into depression, ultimately. That's what happens. We'll experience stuff like that. But when you decide, nope, I'm raising the shield of faith. Grace decision. And I don't, again, this isn't about, I'm a really strong, mature, I'm a little bit, I don't care where you are on the spiritual growth spectrum. If you're going to quench a fiery dart of the devil, it's not going to be, it's not your spiritual growth that's going to quench the dart. Because whether you're a babe in Christ or whether you're, you know, an 80-year believer in Christ, it's the same shield of faith that's going to quench that dart. And I have been more successful sometimes younger in the Lord than I have older in the Lord because I've learned some things and I start getting proud of what I know and knowledge can puff up and all of a sudden I've got some understanding resisting going on. And the Lord has to humble me back to grace no matter what. I need help, God. This is, what did Jesus say? Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's where I got to realize I can do what I can do in Christ. And when I'm resisting fiery darts, I got to resist them in Christ, not in my own understanding. It's a grace decision. I'm coming back, Father. Here we go. I need your help humbling myself under your mighty hand. Faith decision. I choose to believe, Father, that in the same way that where my sin abounded, your grace is much more abounded. I believe there is a law of the spirit of life, and I believe it is greater than this law of sin and death. I believe I can be victorious. I believe you will always cause me to triumph. I believe in that. I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which includes forgiving that or doing this or going this other direction. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. There's something I believe about his word. I'm believing that promise of God. I'm believing it. I'm believing it's greater. He's coming for your faith. I know you believe that about the Bible, but look what happened over here. Look what happened to you over here. Look what happened over here. Darts, loud, voice, voice. Souls exceedingly heavy unto death as those darts are coming. They're, they're, they're compelling arguments that, that demonic wisdom has an understanding and it's engaging. And to humble myself as a little child and say, no, I'm going with this. I'm going with the fact that the law of the spirit of life is greater than the law of sin and death. I'm coming back to that. I'm choosing you, God. I'm choosing your ways. I'm coming back, simple, humble in my heart. Faith, can I explain it? No, all I can do is turn the key. I can set my mind on things above. The faith has a peace that passes my understanding that's keeping my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. When you experience that, when you know there's things in your life that could really, should be according to your calculations and you're not worked up, you're experiencing that peace. It's like, wow, there's something at work here bigger than me. There's a work of grace to help in this time of need that's going on in my life, that's going on in my heart. That's what's going on. But there's a decision of faith. I'm sticking with the word. I don't care about the demonic wisdom case that's being built in my mind against forgiveness or grace or whatever it is. I'm staying with the word. I'm lifting that shield of faith, and it's a free will decision that I'm making. I have the right to choose. I have the right to choose, and I choose your word, Heavenly Father. What is it? This is raising the shield of faith. These are heart decisions. 
These are heart decisions that will cause you to look to God. These are the kind of heart decisions that will cause breakthrough in your life too. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us this shield of faith. And we thank you for the promise that goes along with it. That it can quench every fiery dart of the devil. Everything that makes us say, ouch, can be quenched. We know that those darts are coming after, they're not coming after our feelings, they're coming after our faith. They're coming after what we believe about you and your word. Oh Lord, we know we've been tempted, we've been going through some stuff and, and it's easy to, where we've held strongly on your word to all of a sudden have a loose grip to wonder, oh, Father, I just pray for hearts this morning that there would be a fresh raising of that shield of faith. Go ahead and make this a direct declaration of faith if your heart can agree. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the weapons of my warfare. They are powerful through you for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Every fiery dart must be quenched by the shield of faith. I declare my understanding has failed just like my human efforts, just like my good works. My understanding is not sufficient. I need grace. I need something more powerful, something that surpasses my understanding. I need grace. I need the shield of faith. And I declare this morning that I believe your grace is greater than my sin. The law of the spirit of life is greater than the power of sin in my life. I raise that shield in the face of questions that I don't have answers for. All I know is your word is true. I turn the key and I'm sticking with what your word says. I raise that shield high and I decide that it will stay high. I thank you, Father, every fiery dart quenched by your powerful shield of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to just get that hammered across. There's a shield of faith. The shield does the work. All I do is lift it up by faith. But that shield does the absorbing work. That shield can somehow supernaturally satisfy my curiosity. You know the old expression, how curiosity got the cat. That's many times what gets us. Curiosity, own understanding. But there's something about raising that shield of faith, saying, Lord, I just believe you. I trust you. I trust the power of your shield to absorb those fiery darts. Praise God.